I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This- TC and Jake. I like to have my children taken from me. <laughs> Hello, folks. We're coming to you live from just down the street from the Warhammer Citadel. That's right, again. And the Warhammer Cafe. We're in Grapevine. The cafe is called the Citadel. Oh, okay. Get the fuck with it, dude. Jesus Christ. I know, I know. Mr. Grapevine doesn't even know about Grapevine. You should get into Warhammer, given the resources around you. God, that'd be so fucking great. If just every time, instead of talking about flag... I love the flag football. I don't want to give the mistaken impression that anything could be better than the flag football. But uh, if just instead... Like, that's just such standard macho American stuff. I know. It's not. It doesn't have the... The verve and nuance of a Warhammer obsession. Who was it? Uh, who's the guy who uh, was Superman? And they're like, "Ha, you're not fucking Superman." Hmm. Henry uh, Cavill. Is that how you say it? I think maybe he's in one of the MIs. He's great in the MI. In the MI. Is that what you call Mission Impossible? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. I think he was like supposed to be Superman when the new guys took over for the DC thing and they were like, don't do this other shit, man. You're Superman. And he was like, okay, I won't. And then later they're like, you're not fucking Superman. And uh, to make him feel Did they be- change Supermans? Yeah, I Sorry, think so, man. And I think I'm sure uh, you're speaking confidently. I'm sure you know more than me about to, this. Uh, to make him feel better, Amazon offered him uh, the chance to make a Warhammer movie, which apparently he's really into. See? Lots of cool people like Warhammer Hammer. He's probably been to the Citadel, dude. Dude, yeah, I miss it. Just probably just missed him, you know? IMDB is not gonna show the movies that he they didn't get cut from. No, that's, that's not true. really the utility of the website. No, I just wanted to know like when did it stop? Because I like know that the there month. were in the last month. Okay. Yeah, okay, like for okay, future okay, movies, okay. since okay. whatever the fucking guy is that took over They got like, a new super uh James Gunn. Okay, so whoever the new You remember him? He's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And he then got, he got taken off Guardians of the Galaxy for making jokes about child rape. And then he got put back on Guardians of the Galaxy. And then he got hired to run all of DC. Okay. Which is a rival property. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, more of a Marvel guy. And he only, he made a DC movie. He made the, uh, the Will Smith thing. I don't uh, even know. Wild Wild West. Yes, that's it. Um, Concussion. That's also it. You're right on both counts somehow. <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, okay, he made yeah. the remake Suicide Squad where they made one and it sucked and they were like, what if we pretended like we didn't make it? I kind of remember that. Yeah. The same guy? That was James Gunn came in for the second one. Whatever they were oh, like, okay. well, obviously we fucked up the first time. We gotta Let's get, get this someone right. who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but he was only available for that because he accepted it after he was fired for the... Uh, the inappropriate jokes, and now because uh, <laughs> I guess if this is the story you want to tell, all the facts are there for you. Because Marvel was too PC, now their primary rival has a super creative genius behind all of their projects because of the relationships made after Marvel 
fired him for for being too woke. Because, <laughs> you know. It's like what, the Browns. What's good is if uh, you just kind of cavalier about uh, the rape of children. It's a fucking joke. I know, I know, I know. I was mad whenever he got fired. I drew like him on this podcast and was mad. This headline, though, is uh, the new DC Universe might still have a place for former Superman actor Henry Cavill Cavill. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Dude, I mean, that's... I don't want to hear that I might have a place. I want to hear I got, like, three pictures green I want to hear I'm Superman. Yeah, that's right. If I'm not Superman, what am I going to do? Hang around here? Some fucking side piece extra? But uh, what about... Let's make your little figurines movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just going to be him playing with the figurines? I, I think so, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Pew! <laughs> That's a fucking big fly right there. I don't even, I, I can't see it. She it's does. It's not big enough. Get it! You'll never catch Could a fly. Could be a horse fly. You're too old. She's fucking chomping like she caught it. God damn. <laughs> I don't I didn't see it before, but now I don't see it at all. That's what I do is I, I think your dog just ate a fucking bug. <laughs> I, I talked her <laughs> to motivate. You her. inspire, yeah. Like an offensive line coach standing on the sled. Yeah. You'll never move me. No, Carter's she, gonna win the Masters. <laughs> brings a little little heat. She just absolutely ate the biggest fly I've seen in this house <laughs> ever. Fucking chomped a bug. <laughs> you gonna do you gonna take it outside? Oh, oh yeah, no, this she she regrets eating a living being. It's kind of buzzing around in her tummy, and she's trying to get it out. How, how Looney Tunes was the last? Let me out! <laughs> All right, we're back. She can come and go. She pleases now. That was awesome. So I kind of what's don't, going on with Dilbert? I don't well I don't like whenever <laughs> our podcast like I feel like every week there's like a a general American podcast topics right yeah. where like everyone's going to like we've all been handed our little list yeah. that uh you know pretty much at, like I think it's just the existence of Twitter allows for this sort of thing like you know there's, there's a national conversation I don't like that stuff I've got some other stuff but I feel duty bound I of like the national Podcast topics. I would say this week had my favorite one of the year so far. Oh, I can't even guess. Oh, because uh, you're always talking about how it's not safe to go to Mexico for medical treatment, even though it's cheaper and more cost effective. I don't think I've ever said that. I'm oh. in favor of going to Medico- Mexico for medical cost treatment. Didn't work out for those two. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's not like the, there's a 100% rate in America. I've told you that story uh, about Matt Morris before, I think. You're aware of this story, right? The one? The news story. They got, I hope yours wasn't in the news. No, no. The one that uh, four <laughs> Americans the, crossed the into Matt Morris. coming to your house. Over Browns, uh, over the border at Brownsville. Hazily, I'm aware, but go ahead. Well, they found two of them dead yesterday. Yesterday? Okay, then I did not know. Well, the four were missing until okay, yesterday. Okay, 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 okay. And then, yeah, two of them were found dead, two of them alive. Uh, there were three. I mean, you didn't kill anyone in Matamoris, but I don't remember a lot of it being above board. No, it was definitely not above board. And I'm not going to tell the the strip club part, um, but it it's was... the only part. Well, the first thing was is I had a uh, car that I got for graduation, uh, an, uh, an Explorer. Uh-huh. And we drove it over Whatever the... happened to that? Uh, well, I uh, wrecked it in a single car rollover accident uh, that nearly killed me, T.C., Hmm. Uh, and I'm just glad it didn't, bud. Thanks, man. Um, we drove it over the border 
from South Padre Island into Matamoros. And within about three minutes, we're like, we got to get this car back over there and walk. Because what happened to these people in Mexico, people will just fucking wreck into you. What? So in, in, in the case of these people that got killed, I guess they were mistaken <laughs> for Haitian drug smugglers. Which might indicate the, that best, happens to me a the lot. best way to go into Mexico and Matamoros, I don't know, this was 20 years ago, is to be white, but also not rich looking white. Yeah, that sounds good. So these people, they just, somebody just rammed into their car and stopped them. Shit. And then started firing into the car. Holy fuck. And there were, there's no, there might have been stop signs, stop lights. I don't know. No one was paying attention. Were they Haitian? No, they were Americans. Well, you know. Well, they I mean. may have been Haitian Americans. I have no idea. But I, I that was not mentioned in the report. Could they have been reporting. mistaken for Haitians? Possibly. I gather that they were black. Okay. Um, but. Madam Morris, man, I, I don't know. Maybe it's some most places it feels like that you were told that place is not so safe. That's like really outdated information. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's the case in in Madam Morris or in I'd some other border I'd give it a week towns. or two to cool down at least. It was fucking insane, man. Like it was, you know, there were, you know, a car full of ladies. One of them honks the horn, just rolls down the windows like, come kiss me. And of course, one of my buddies obliged. You could buy any drug you wanted from the pharmacy. Uh, and yeah, we walked back across. Funny thing about that was when you have to walk across the bridge, which is not exactly a short walk, you get over there. Now you're on foot, you're going around. Super genius. Uh, seven, 18-year-old kids. That's pretty into, smart to into take the car holes. back. We That part was the one credit to us. But I remember in addition to the strip club story, we've told it before. We tell it again at a later date. Maybe we'll get a guest <laughs> to walk us through. Is the one he, time I've, uh, or the last time I heard him speak on it, all he said was, I've never been to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you're getting a guest on. Yeah, well, time, time passes maybe. I don't know. Um, when we were walking back, and it's not like there was a time, it wasn't like, oh, this is filled with American college students. And there were no, there was no one there. It was us. <laughs> That's and insane. In a pool hall in fucking Matamoros, Mexico, that was, I mean, you could have heard it was the classic record scratch. Yeah. And we're ordering fucking 64 ounce margaritas and trying to play pool with like 50 year old locals. It was the dumbest shit ever. But I remember when we were walking back, uh, there was a group of like, is there three or four other people? There were two girls. I think there were two guys, maybe one guy. They were about our age, maybe a little bit older. And she was fucking, one of them was barefoot. <laughs> and your foot was bleeding. Oh, no. So I'm like, this, you are way, way worse off than we are right now. We were out of money, scared. And yeah, so she was just walking, and like the roads are not paved. So she's just walking through the street of Matamoros back up to the bridge and had to cross back into America barefoot uh, with a bloody foot, which is, <laughs> I don't know, there's something magical about that to me. But I didn't die. That's nice. That's good for you. You ever known anybody like or had friends or friends' parents that went to died? Mexico for medical reasons? No. I definitely have. I know people that have gone there for dental work. Really? Apparently it's, I don't know if you want to do uh, Matamoros, more Mexico City probably. It's worth the cost, cost of the flight sometimes. Yeah, I like mean, you know, that was what Sertain was telling us. Not about dentistry, but. Oh, yeah, about uh, lips. 
tits. Yeah, about everything. You know, they're, they're yeah. It's, yeah. He was, you know, he just sounded confident. That's all it takes. And he knows that. Yeah, whatever he sounds confident. You know, like I, I, I trust him. All right, what's your big topic? Um, well, I don't even want to spend the most of the time on this, but I do don't want to let it pass unremarked. Just the, uh, I think this is the first reverse milkshake duck I've ever seen, where someone is entering the national conversation by someone else slagging them, and then they turn out to be voted as Iceland's man of the year. Tough. <laughs> and the thing that sucks about it is that none of this will, like, Elon at no point will have to apologize. He won't He did. To, he did? Like you, uh, yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, "I'm sorry," and it was uh, definitely like I think that the guy. So, for anyone who's not familiar with the story, that we, I'll just recap real quick. That there was a guy uh, who posted on Twitter about how he could. He was a Twitter employee, and he's like, "I can't get in to my software." I called HR to see if I'd been laid off or fired, and they wouldn't give me an answer. Uh, Elon, you seem to respond to stuff that we posted on here, so what's the deal? And Elon's like, this guy's fucking lazy. He says he's disabled, but he tweets all the time, so <laughs> not sure about that. Yeah, what'd you work on, big shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we haven't worked on that in months. Okay. Then, then the guy takes a Twitter to explain that uh, he's got muscular dystrophy. And that, like, he launched a very successful company, but because of the disabilities, uh, wasn't able to continue in exactly the same way. So he sold the company to Twitter and in the sale worked out a, you know, like, uh, arrangement where he can do things that, like, you know, his brain's still there and he's an incredibly capable, smart guy, but he can't, like, sit and type for, like, six hours at a time, like, doing coding, design work stuff. He also paid more taxes when he sold that company than probably anyone who's ever sold any company to Twitter. Yeah. He paid the full Icelandic tax rate, which was pretty fucking onerous. Yeah. That's not onerous. It's what they, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to build a society where (laughs) all of the members are, like, you know, whatever. Anyways, um... And so as part of that agreement, uh, I think that the, tw- the Twitter would owe him like the balance of $100 million. Like that he's he, – they pay him out $100 million, and it's either like in salary for work he's doing or like if they fire him, then like whatever's left, like I still get that $100 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, so whatever uh, – one, uh, the fact that like uh, the implications of publicly disclosing someone's medical information – and using it to say, uh, this guy's a liar fucking layabout. He fucking office space memed him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he hit him with the what would you say you do here. Uh, I think he gave him the the uh, are you a people person. That's Well, that's a whole clip. Yeah. The uh, Well, no, I don't take the specs directly to the engineers. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It fucking pissed me off that Elon Musk has seen that money uh, movie and knows it's funny. He probably just saw the small bit. You're pro- I mean, I hope you're right. Caught a clip on YouTube. He doesn't deserve to think that movie's funny. That movie's only funny because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> that bothers he's the one me. being skewered. That bothers me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then, you know, realizing, uh, one, the disabilities laws being broken here, and uh, two, the, uh, you know, details about the $100 million payment, um, he did give him a, let me see if I can find... You got anything to say about this while I uh, look for the exact I mean, the tweet. guy won to, uh, uh, the person of the year in Iceland, which frankly probably can't be that hard. 
I mean, there's not that many people. There's not that many people, and you know, there's a lot going on, but it's none of it's that sexy, you know. Um, but he outfitted. I would like to apologize to Hallie for my misunderstanding of his situation. It was based on things I was told that were untrue, or in some cases, true but not meaningful. He is considering remaining at Twitter. That's like pretty mealy mouthed. Yeah, no, it's like uh, Man, someone fucking. Told I'm me very guy. sorry that someone else was be- yeah, was wrong. That's, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, what is, but you know, he outfitted Reykjavik, uh, Reykjavik with 100 wheelchair accessible uh, ramps. Oh, that's beautiful. Like he came up with a way to make the city wheelchair accessible, which, you know, I didn't obviously didn't notice that they were there because they were there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it's probably because you're not in a wheelchair. That's what I'm saying is like you might notice maybe uh, if like you, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I wouldn't notice either way, but it didn't jump out at me. Yeah, and it's not like it's weird to see wheelchair ramps at this point. That's what I'm, yeah, I guess that's yeah. kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, it is a difficult, not difficult city to navigate, but I mean, you know, there's some ups and downs. I bet it's beautiful. Where'd you tell Micah to go? Just the penis museum? The only place that I told him was that if he can, he has to do the Silfra. That's the... uh, The Continental Divide. Diving thing that he did? Or snorkeling? Yeah. That was so tight. It was the coolest... Just hearing you talk about it was so tight. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done. Unless we win five in a row with the season that starts this Sunday, that would be the coolest thing. But other than that... I did tell you earlier that I don't have any audio, but I do. I lied. I have audio. I just remembered it. You want to share? Uh, just I know. I know it's it's six seconds, and I've heard it before. Okay. Just you. Uh, you had today on the show the bad radio or hang zone show. Thank you. Uh, you uh, introduced keep it a buck, and I I was like I have keep it a buck content. Okay. This is uh, this. Try not to let it be disturbed. That it, it comes from Felix, who you've publicly challenged before to uh, a fight. So try not Fuck to let, guy. Your, let your personal feelings get in the way of this. So tired of them. But uh, the tweet says, "I'm Stabler, confidently saying, yeah, keep it a buck in this scene." And then uh, here's the scene. This is from Law and Order SVU. Elliot Stabler is talking to uh, someone who establishes herself quickly as a superior to him in the uh, in the scene. Yet you work under me. So if we're keeping it a buck, you need to yeah, consider what that says Keep about Sergeant. Detect- <laughs> Keep it a buck. How great is that, dude? <laughs> you know, it, it just plays on a loop in my head. Like anytime anyone's talking to me, all I want to say is, yeah, keep, keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Uh, I, I really do think that if we made it our passion project to each like rotate weeks to watch one episode of SVU, we would have something from it every single week. I mean, I love it. I've, there's certainly many times in my life where I've watched a lot more than one episode a week. I've, I don't know that I've ever seen a full episode. Really? Yeah. It's a great show. But whether it was uh, Havana Syndrome. Yeah. They call it Devil's Breath. <laughs> yeah, dude. The show fucking rules. Goldmine. Why don't we just become an SVU podcast and go back and go through the entire catalog? Do it. I'm in. Um, that could be Patreon. The, uh, the current podcast that we uh, have... Features a, uh, a frequent segment. It's fallen off a lot in the last couple of years, but this is my continued official announcement. I am bringing it back. It is getting my focus. We did one. I don't even remember what it was at this point a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I have a, a real granddaddy, so they got away with that, huh? Okay, great. 
the really I don't, no one cares but like i was working on this one and then toyed with making so they got away with that huh uh standalone thing and then was kind of like i gotta put a pin in this and just never did anything like the end result was i just stopped doing it entirely because whatever it's so i was in retrospect, a mistake, and I just want to—I just want to charge ahead with uh, with these as they come in. Um, this is uh, timely, somewhat. It was just—it it felt right because West is in the news. Yes, uh, I would like to announce that the uh, West uh, plant explosion is one of the most interesting. So they got away with that, Hans, that we have on record. Because, as you will recall, well, I mean, just, it's just it's interesting because the it's it's not a so they got away with that, huh? It's a did they get away with that, huh? So, of course, we all remember that uh, there was a fertilizer plant in West Texas. Uh, ammonium nitrate is the chemical. Uh, you remember the Beirut explosion of a year or two ago, right? Yeah, crazy uh, videos. Yeah, uh, just you know, anytime that humans get fire near ammonia near large amounts of ammonium nitrate. Like, shit goes off. It's one of the most, you know, explosive substances that we have that we just keep it around. You know, like, we don't have nuclear bombs that go off like this. The safety on that is good enough. Um, but uh, ammonium nitrate, you get an open flame near it, could go bad. Can That's, I tell you briefly what I remember about this? Yeah, please. It was the season before I started the Dallas Mavericks postgame show. Okay. And I don't remember what we were doing that night. I might have been... I was in Dallas for some reason, and I remember I was driving home. I might have been doing the podcast with you, to, to in all honesty. Mm -hmm. It was the last night of the Mavericks regular season. Fan night. It was April 17th, and it was actually the night that they won to go 41-41, and 41, thereby making both Mike and Corby do the hair bet of Mohawk and Jet Black. That's so great. I turned on the postgame show driving home, and look, everyone handles things differently. I think as I've gotten older, I've probably trended more towards the Dan McDowell Go ahead. way of life, which is, uh, you know, I'm not here to mention, for the most part, bad shit. You know, if there's like literal fucking riots in the street for an entire summer, we're going to talk about it, especially if it's like during a time when there are no sports. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, Sean and Mark Folliwell, and they spent, a, I mean, they were basically doing a West Explosion postgame show. After like the last game of the season, and I'm not disagreeing with their decision. Yeah, I there. hear you, but that Followell, I think that he like he's happy that this basketball thing happened. But if he could have just been like a news, like it, I think that his ultimate life would have been like a, a station that's small enough that he could do full news and weather at the same time. Yeah, there's something to that, and maybe he dabble in sports. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, I remember I was that's that's how I placed some, this event. Something like that. He's his mind is going into overdrive. The final night of the Mavericks season and yeah, they were like and also like the Mavs weren't making the playoffs. It wasn't like there was a ton to talk about. They had just finished 500. It was a super depressing year. I think it was the OJ Mayo year. <laughs> if I recall correctly. And uh yeah, that's not to Take away from your uh, so you got they got away with that. Huh? I don't but, think it takes away. I think it adds. But yeah, that was uh, that's how I remember this. But yeah, so in uh, 2015, I believe the uh, ATF came forward, announced they had finished their investigation, and the conclusion of the investigation was that this was an intentionally set fire, that there was someone out there who was trying to cause this, that wanted the the plant to explode in this way. 
so the so they got away with that, huh? The flows from there, right? Of like we have a government agency saying there's a guy on the loose that caused the fucking explosion. That yeah, I mean like it's fucking mushroom cloud. It's a giant crater. Yeah, like a uh, buildings quite a bit a ways away, just fucking leveled. Um, Schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after looking into it, I think that they were just kind of fucking around. I think the ATF was... I mean, like, they spent $2 million on the investigation. They recreated parts of the plant. They, they looked at any number of explanations. They ruled out all the things that they would normally look at. That's, that's the big thing that they're kind of announcing with that finding is that, you know, we looked at, could it be weather? Could it be whatever? Could it be how fires normally start? And we came to a no. And they said, well, if you can rule out everything else, then the only thing that's left is that someone did it. And so that's what we're saying happened. And that is, or that was standard practice for fire uh, investigations in the past. But the fire safety, like it's the NFPA, National Fire Prevention Association, okay. had changed their guidance on this like two years before the explosion. But it's one of those things where, you know. Their uh, guidelines. Yeah, like the, the guideline, they're, they're guidelines, yeah. And uh, so, you know, the, the ATF was like, we got the way we normally do it. They told us to do it differently two years ago. I didn't really care. Um, but... Uh, you know, they, they changed the guidelines because this results in a lot of bad convictions. Um, you'll recall one of the first episodes of this podcast, I think it might have been episode 10, was uh, Cameron Todd Willingham, a man executed in Texas for the uh, arson death of his two young daughters. And the New Yorker, uh, Gran, what's the writer whose last name is Gran? McDowell. No, it's his last name. Uh, David Gran. Had a long article in the New Yorker um, just laying out everything. You know, it's, it's a very interesting case. The way that the, they kind of like set up the hook in the beginning is just there was a time when the Supreme Court was arguing about the death penalty. And they were like, you know, you guys keep telling us that uh, this death penalty might result in the killing of innocent people. But if one of those had actually happened, I'm sure someone would have told me about it by now. And he's like, well, allow me to, sir, because Texas definitely killed that guy. And boy, it doesn't look like he did it. Yeah. Um, it's just bad fire investigation. They were like, well, you know, we couldn't find anything else, so he probably just fucking, you know, like uh, burned his family alive. And I think that there was a space heater that, like, later turned out to, like, have a lot of recalls on it, but he's, you know, fucking on death row by that point, and so machine keeps going. Um, but, yeah, so <clears throat> that kind of, like, shoddy technique in investigation or conclusion drawing um, led to the uh, the accusation that it was uh, done by a person. But the follow the money aspect of this whole thing is that uh, if it's if you can say like there was some arson out there and like we don't know who it is, but like we're looking for him, that changes everything with all the culpability on both the trials and uh, rules going forward. It's like the EPA is looking at talking about like we, civil trials. Yeah, like everyone's suing the company. Yeah. They're like, you know, the question of like, well, okay, you had this explosion. Whose fault was the explosion? If they can be like, it's an unnamed guy who set this fire next to it, then everyone trying to sue the company, they're like, well, you should sue the guy. Yeah, you get on that. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, who's the guy? I don't know, not my deal. But case is over anyways. Um, and then 
you know, the governmental bodies coming in and saying like, okay, you got to store ammonium nitrate this way. They're like, well, if, there's no way that we can store it that if someone doesn't fucking intentionally set a fire next to it, it's going to be fine. So, you know, like you can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, they did end up putting in rules into place. You'll be excited to know that uh, Trump repealed them pretty quickly after he got into office. Hell yeah. Uh, because it's just not that big a deal, you know? Like, uh, who cares if we have giant ammonium nitrate explosions in various parts of the country? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know if it's just like they're lazy in their investigate. They're not lazy. They spent $2 million trying to get to the bottom of it. But they used shoddy. Uh, lazy is the wrong word. Shoddy, you know, I'll stand by shoddy. Um, techniques and like reaching their conclusions or if this is just fucking they're like you know the giant companies are like we don't want to store our ammonium nitrate differently so how about these agencies that we've fully captured don't do things that make it more difficult for us and uh, you just say that fucking someone did it do you think it would be cool to be on an urban search and rescue task force it's basically like yes. uh, an adult version of hide and seek mm-hmm because apparently this is a real deal. One the I guess, apparently the top top ranked one is based out of A uh, and M. So what are they doing? They, were they like looking for people in the rubble? Uh, yeah. Let me get back down to that part. Uh, obviously they're big with like they were big in like Katrina. Yeah. Yeah, search and rescue team. Is that like the Swift Water Rescue Team? I always love when Dallas. Why do we have a Swift Water? I mean. They come up every once in a while. I assume it's just EM, like yeah, it's just got to be due to do other jobs that have yeah, like a yeah. dual certi- certification or something. So it's not like a firehouse, except it's for the Swift Water Rescue Team. They're just sitting there be. playing cards until some three hundred sixty-two days a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Well, if we did something else, we wouldn't be ready. That's exactly right. What do you want me out <laughs> fucking getting a cat out of a tree? What if there's <laughs> yeah. roaring water? Yeah, on the Trinity. Yeah. Yeah, apparently we have two state urban search and rescue teams in the state of Texas. I want the uh, rural search and rescue team. Just headed by Brick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's my top guy. <laughs> Just feeling soil and then like making <laughs> <Yeah>. a... <laughs> and patting the ground. <laughs> right. It's a broken twig. You probably went that way. <laughs> um, and then the other, uh, so they got away with that, huh? I have did, certainly... Wait, did the company ever have to pay anything? Yeah, it was. I so there was some kind of like Houston Business Journal uh, article on it, but they wanted money, and they're one of the first ones I've ever run into that is able to defeat my very advanced methods of getting around paywalls. Archive.ph, very useful service, told to me by a listener. Um, I bet I know which one too, and I'm not even gonna put them on blast. You shouldn't. You should just write them a thank you card. I don't use that stuff. <laughs> oh whatever, dude! You just you 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 subscribe to the Houston Business Journal. You subscribe get out of here. You subscribe. You get your free month, and you cancel it right away. What if I need to do it again? Well, then you're fucked. But I mean, no, I'm not. I've got archive.ph. Well, I mean, I th- I find the side ads quite quaint. On archive.ph? No. Oh, because <laughs> they got some side ads. I don't do pop up blocker. Even though probably the same guy that sent you that gets mad at me every time I mention it. Oh yeah, I'd, I, I'd like to. have There was some point that Safari broke my uh, pop-up blocker, and ever since then I've just dealt with the pop-ups. 
It's not so bad. Oh, wow. Jim Beheim's out. I was about to say that a couple minutes ago, and then I thought, that's not even funny to mention. Like, it's just shocking. He is Syracuse basketball. He dude. killed someone with his car, didn't he? Did he? Really? Yeah, but he was like on the up and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was. Now, Jim Beheim probably not on the up and up as a person. I have some doubts. But he did have like a, uh, yeah, he had a, a car accident. I'm pretty sure that got not so good. Yeah, and then uh, I, I've not heard every uh, 1.30 news, so I would say it's likely that you've covered this story and then uh, maybe even brought it up on a past podcast and you're going to make fun of me for my disability of having a poor memory. <laughs> and truly, you should be a pro- you should The ADA should protect me from people <laughs> like you. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Why don't you call Iceland's man of the year? Um, but uh, the, the Garland shooting theme... Is this how they got away with that, huh? I, I know that it's on your mind every once in a while, but I just wanted to get it back up. Uh, his dad got convicted. That was the. Did you do that in the 130 News? No, I don't do this sort of shit. That's what I'm saying. But you love the Garland shooting team. Oh, are you talking about the. Okay. First, I thought you said Garland shooting team. No, no. Team. Oh, yeah. That kid is. <laughs> shit. He might be doing dental work down at the He's, he's in the, the wind. Yeah, yeah. I mean. What does dad get hit with? Uh, life without parole. What was the charge? Capital murder. God damn, For man. driving away. Like, you know, you're transporting a gunman from the scene. Yeah, I yeah, mean. This was a, the story in Garland, 14-year-old was at a gas station with his dad. Uh, I think his dad had a gun in the glove box, like is a normal course of business. Yeah, it sounds right. But it's not like the kid was like, I got to go pop some people. Uh, he was just like, Dad, I'm going in there. I'll see you in a second. And then Dad in. didn't get out. He stayed in the car. Yeah, he goes in. Uh, 14-year-old shoots a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, and another 14-year-old. Uh, and then, yeah, just goes back out. And I, I Was it even? I mean, I guess you would certainly hear a gunshot. But dad, I thought there was some amount of like the dad was like, okay, did you get your soda? That's what he said. Yeah. But, I mean, the kid also had a hot fucking pistol on him. Yeah. Like, getting back into the car. And unless he was just, like, you know, a literal trained assassin, a 14-year-old getting back in a car after shooting three people, you think he's just, like... Uh, Hard to predict human behavior, but, yeah. Can we make it home in time for Sports Center? Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I know. I'm projecting a lot of emotions here based on my beliefs, Could my prior be in beliefs. Shock. Might be, but I feel like I would know if my ninth grader was in shock. Uh, after a murder, but either way. Yeah, I mean, he also says he has no idea where he is. Which okay, like, see, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is like, it's very, very He's sad that... Probably a liar. Other dad people, might be a liar. But I'm going to spin it for you. Dad of the year? Yeah. I Because if they had the kid, dad is not getting life without parole. Yeah. If the dad gave up the kid... Yeah, if it's my kid go to jail or me go to jail, me every time. I mean, especially if he's 14. Yeah, he's 14. Like, if you were 30, I might be like, look, man, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, execute me right now, brother. Like, but that's what I'm saying is like, I'm fairly certain where you think the kid just took off the next morning before the dad, it was coordinated. The dad turned himself in the next day and was like, I think I might have seen something. Yeah. And then they couldn't find his son. So, Yeah. yeah, they probably burner phone, I don't know, called whoever they could get to. Got him out of the country. Uh, 
I'm a little surprised. A lot of crimes are committed, and there'll be a brief time when someone's on the run, but for a 14-year-old to much more successfully evade punishment than any adult I've ever heard of, there's something going on. Maybe it's easier to them to some extent. They're not threatening. Like, and, yeah. Your base assumption about I got a wild theory, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think people start looking as different from each other until they're like 18 to 20. <laughs> wow. What, what a theory. You're just blending in because it's just a sea of the same face. I don't know, man. Like I don't I don't know. <laughs> Obviously there's something. I don't think to you it. get like defined. Uh, newborn, defined. all newborns have a certain amount of similarity. Thank you. So if we're on a linear trajectory here. Like 14-year-olds, I mean, a lot of them just I can't all, tell them apart. They all look the same to me. I went to... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I went to... Uh, I called a basketball game with Blake about a month ago, and I uh-huh. swear to God, I was thinking, like, every kid who's of the same race on this team looks exactly like the other kids of the same race. <laughs> like, every white kid looked the same, and on down the line. I wonder if they that all is... They the same haircut. There's no way you thought that when you were 14. I think that no, in general, we are, no. like, face... You our, think those planes are loud enough to be, like, annoying? I don't know. Yeah, should I, I change I can it? Hear should it. I look, shut that door? Nah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Do it. Okay, he's gonna do it. Well, what am I supposed to do while we're still recording? Um, Airport life, brother. Yeah, I just think that uh, you're. I think it's you know. There's lots of jokes made about this, and I understand. You know, everyone wants to have their individuality respected, and it's. I don't like it. I don't. It didn't bother me that much whenever people at Mavs games would call me Tim. 90% of the time. Or call you what? Tim. What was the deal there? The fucking dude that we used to work with looked like me. Tim K? Uh, what was his last name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People think y'all look alike? They called me Tim all the time. I don't uh, I don't see that at all. Was, all. They weren't trying to say, I think you look like Tim. They thought I was Tim. That's really weird, man, because like, your hair is not the same color at all. Uh, we're like, both like it's not that far off. I mean, like his, he doesn't wear glasses. His is darker, <laughs> you know. He, but he looks like he would. That's fair. We're both just kind of husky, nerdy guys. That's that's also fair. And yeah. they're just like I, you know, what are you gonna do? I mean, but you're around our age. This is kind of what I'm saying. Is like you're good at establishing differences in the features of people within your group, but whenever you're outside of your group, it falls apart pretty quick. And I, I'm not even that good at, in my group. Like I feel like as I get older. I don't think I've ever been good with faces, and I think I get worse as time goes along. And, like, they're, uh, they're in one of the James Bond movies. One of the villains, like, I'm going to drill into your brain and make it so you can't recognize faces, which is a pretty dastardly little speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that means there's a part of your brain that recognizes faces, which means that, you know, some people's can be stronger and more well-developed than others. And I think mine fucking blows. Uh, but, like, you know, uh, it's it's... Having differences between things, like I'm just saying, it's like I said, you know, whenever you were 14, you could probably tell 14-year-olds apart very easy. Now that you're not, you can't. Now, are newborns able to tell other newborns' faces apart very keenly is the real question. Okay, but back to the case, though. Let's say that this thing happens at like 10 o'clock at night. It was something like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I think. Mm -hmm. They get home. The kid tells them the story, and they're like, you got to get the fuck out of here. At this point, no one knows who he is. Yes. Like no one. Yeah. And it probably didn't even hit the media for like two days, maybe. That's possible. So you get in the car right then, call somebody in, a family member, and is like, I got to get this kid, let's be honest, to Mexico. Yeah. 
So start he start driving that. He way. just leaves right, you know, bef- at midnight with nothing. Cuz that's like you don't want No, nothing. Yeah, he might yeah. have like he might have an ID on him. I don't I don't even remember. Dude, fucking toss that. But I'm trying to say like that. you got to get into Mexico somehow. Like No, 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 no. Illegally? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, he's then, got three bodies on him. Then in that case, yeah, but no one knows yet. It's not like border patrol you don't want to take or the feds kind of know by the time he gets there at You don't know that. Noon, the, the people the doing it day? the people doing it don't know how quick the system updates. Well, I would be surprised. Impo- that's the most impressive part. Is Getting they, in illegally? That they already had a way like in place and it's coordinated where the dad goes in whenever he knows the son's already about to be With across all the due border. Respect, they might have previously had an understanding of how this works. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I would think that typically works more the other way. I think you need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The legal border crossings from Mexico to America are more common. But I bet that they, if you know how to get people from Mexico to America, you know how to get, it's easier to get someone from America to Mexico. And I, I think that that'd be a, it'd be real hard. It just seems so much easier if this is something, if you like already know a guy. Where yeah, just like, I don't doubt that. You know, I have a family member that's dealt with this situation. I've got the guy's number. Let's get him on the horn right now. While you're driving down, we'll talk to him, get the details sketched out. They'll get you in. Then you're in the wind. And now the dad just does life and does it for his son. You, you only got to do two days, though, Jake. First and your last, man. That's right. Dad of the year. Dad of the year. He's not the Icelandic person of the year, but he's the dad of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to suss out which I'd prefer. I mean, Iceland's a pretty... That doesn't mean I live in Iceland. I would imagine, although it'd be even yeah, cooler you if you got to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Minimum. But yeah, the, uh, the, I don't remember you telling me this at the time, so maybe you knew it and I forgot it, but I might also be presenting new information, which would be exciting. Uh, they said that he did have a conflict going with two of the victims. Yeah, it was like a school beef. Yeah, but uh, no connection to the third. Which I think that might sucks. have been an employee. Uh, he, you, the, I know one, one employee lived. The unconnected was uh, 14. Okay. So you can technically get a job at 14, but Probably it's Probably not, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's extremely. You want to at least get you know a couple good insults in at school if you're going to have to catch one for it that's not good you would hope yeah Dude, did you see this story i forgot uh let me see if i can pull this up real quick i meant to do this on the show today and i failed uh let's see okay so uh, i have not played i don't think i could play this audio anyways because i'd have to beep the shit out of it so three high schoolers in new york city Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the story? The no. deep fake? No, no, no. They made a TikTok mm-hmm. that appeared to show a nearby middle school principal and a member of law enforcement making virulently violent and racist remarks about black students. <laughs> they made a fucking deep fake video of another school's principal oh. uh, saying, I hope these blanks get shot because they just don't learn. I'm going to Ronnie McNutt this bitch and all those ends. I'm bringing my machine gun Who's to Ronnie school. McNutt? McNutt is the man, uh, the name of a man who went viral on Facebook for live streaming his own death by suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I'll hang you like the KKK, the KKK legacy will return. Yeah. So we're to a point now where high school students in New York City are so technically savvy enough to he make... He wasn't their principal, but they he did something that pissed them off? I, I, I actually don't know that there's much on that. Yeah, I mean... I, Might have just know. been for fun. Oof. Yeah, I could... I can certainly see, like, we can do this, so we should, with no further questions. That was not like a foreign frame of mind as a, a young person. And I think... I, I mean, good on everyone. Like, the only thing that's bad is if you're like, uh, you know, the, the guy is uh, doing time in prison for these comments because everyone is like, well, it's on video. Yeah. If At the point that they're saying, like, here's a deep fake, then everyone knows it's a deep fake and... So it's the thing good. is, is that the school is being sued because they uh, immediately got the videos deleted, like taken down, got the students to take them down. They knew they were fake, but the parents then found out that these videos existed and pretty much didn't understand what we're dealing with here. That they were fake. And so they're like, why didn't you tell us about these threats against the school that were made earlier when the school's like, yeah, we found out they were fake. There's, there really isn't a threat. This is not me saying this. That's why they were deleted. And the school's like, well, no. There were threats against the school that this principal was going to shoot up the school and target, you know, black students. So now the school's being sued because the parents don't understand that it wasn't real. Yeah, that's... So. I, yeah, that's the kind of thing where, like, uh, the common sense is, like, really plain. But I just don't... I, I've got a low bar for trusting in courts to like really get to common sense yeah it kind of feels like the half the fucking point of this system is like what if we didn't use common sense at all yeah uh and so for some judge to be like well you know someone typed in the threats that's a person making a threat then they put out the video so it is a Dude, threat. we're so fucked I know. Yeah. <laughs> this parent said, the fact that we weren't warned that our kids were in any kind of threat or danger in the they, moment you is, weren't. is they not weren't. okay. They weren't. They didn't act properly like most schools do. When a threat is made like that, it wasn't. The first thing that they should be doing is closing the school, informing all the parents about the nature of the threat, adding extra security, and making sure that law enforcement has addressed the threat. It would have been much worse if they closed the school. Yeah, but, probably Then so. you're actually talking about like learning loss and people's lives being affected. And yeah. And then he went on to conclude with, they didn't treat it like it was a serious threat. It's because it wasn't. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, dude? Like, I couldn't do that right now, you know? But I guess, Put like... Put together a deepfake? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could probably it learn it in, in a couple days or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. see, the thing, too, is that, like, all these schools now, they'll put, like, all of their school events on YouTube. So this guy probably has, you know, like, if you go yeah. to your school district's YouTube page, they'll have, like... The address from the, you know, district trustees or the board or the, like, they do the city councils all on YouTube and even like the smallest towns. And so, yeah, I mean, you get a couple of motivated, slightly tech savvy 16 year olds still working on that fly. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. I, I, and especially as someone who has like countless hours, you're in this boat too. Of, uh, you know what, yeah, never mind. No, I don't they, want to give anybody. Yeah, no, we're, we're easy, <laughs> easy targets. It's a child's play, <laughs> getting one of those together. 
Um, it is also pretty tight though on the other end because like if I get jammed up for something, I could be like, that's that's clearly fake. Yeah, obviously, yeah. sweetheart. I would never. <laughs> no, you know me. Um, going back to the uh, father of the year. Uh, I had a bit of a reverse situation that I encountered. I, I uh, took Dan's recommendation. I had uh, I get kind of like an inside version of the show where, uh, you know, I'll have private conversations where he tells me what's coming up on the show. So don't I had lo- watched... Don't love that. <laughs> I had watched uh, Inside North Korea's Dynasty episode one last night before it was even on the... He didn't say, like, specifically. He was just like, this is a good documentary. Yeah, I don't, probably I'm kidding. Enjoy it. I don't fucking care. Um, and uh, there's a, a situation in there where they do, like, you know, whenever I hear National Geographic documentary, I'm figuring, like, this is pretty, like, standard stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's not going to be terrible, but they're not going to, like, blow you away. And I'd say it mostly falls in there, kind of. But they, I was impressed by how, like, close to the source they're getting for, like, the people. Like, the one of the main interviewees is, like, the a guy whose job at the CIA was, like, as a psychologist trying to understand the North Korean leader's actions. You know, like, whenever, like, that he's just spending... All of his time, like trying to understand who this guy is, how he thinks, what he works, you know, like that kind of stuff. So like he's then just giving his insight to the documentary. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad to watch that. Um, and then they got uh, one. of So not the one that Dan was talking about, the assassination attempt where they uh, killed the South Korean leader's wife. And he's like, well, I do have a speech to give. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a pro. Uh, the the South Korean leader uh, lives at uh, instead of the White House, it's the Blue House. I did see that today. And uh, sounds cooler. Sounds like a place where it sounds like a place in like Tribeca where they do like yeah pop up concerts. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I saw the cool kids at the Blue House mm-hmm. in 2011. Um, yeah, it, I I just you know it's clear proof of America's hegemony. Like the. They can only define their leadership uh, places against ours. Yeah. Not, like we're, we are their imagination. It's pretty cool. We're, like, <laughs> we're an amazing nation. If they only knew that like a third of the country wants to kill themselves. <laughs> They're like, okay, that sounds cool too. We're already th- into that. I think they'd be impressed by a third. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Japan's right. over there like, boy, if we could get those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they uh, they send like a, a full fucking military squad at the Blue House, and the Blue the South House Koreans is, do. the North Koreans. Oh, send, they an attempt to the assassination. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. They, it's it's like a full frontal. Like we got like forty guys, and but then South Korea had more. Uh, they can they kind of like had a quick shot from like outside of it, and it it looked considerably more protected than the White House. It was like fucking turrets and watchtowers and shit. Um, but so uh, the North Koreans were instructed, if they get you, don't let them get you alive. You need to, you need to either kill him or kill yourself. Uh, With and, your shield or on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the guys <clears throat> is, and this you know, happened in like the 60s. And the guy's in the documentary, the, one of the North Koreans. And I think the, this was in the 80s. No, no, no. The 80s was uh, the uh, filmmaker being captured. Okay. Um, okay. This so was the previous rule. Okay, when they got the wife. Okay. Uh, well, this is even before they got the wife. 
Okay. Like they 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 tried to kill him a bunch of times. Okay. Um. I mean, you know, presumably if they had their shot now, I think they'd take it. Um. But so they uh the guys he describes this thing of like he's holding a grenade, and he's like, I just need to pull this pin and do what they told me. But then he's like, But what if I didn't do that? <laughs> and, and that's a one out. Uh, and I'm in my head, I'm like, they just got done telling us how everyone who says anything bad about the leader, that like it's not that they go to camp, it's that every generation of their family alive goes to camp. Right. Like they they talk to and I've I've seen that I read like a long thing about the guy's story before. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. I think there's only one person that's escaped from North Korean work camps into the West. Um, and when he was nine, his grandpa did something that pissed off the administration. So they were like, all right, that's it. Everyone in. And like, he just lived there from when he was nine for like the next, you know, however long until he escaped. And the escape story, they don't even get into it in the documentary. I'm like, I know that they have done documentaries about this guy. So like, you know, that's not the story we're telling here. So just keep it moving. But it is kind of a nuts to have him on and like not get more into it. Uh, he escaped with a dude. They got to like the electrified fence portion, like the, the last defenses. And uh, the other guy went first and the fence worked and fucking fried him up. And then the dude just climbed on his friend's fucking dead body. (laughs) That was his, like, shielding from the electrification. Damn. The crisp corpse of his fucking close associate. I wonder if you rock, paper, scissor or... Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a bad deal. But uh, so that guy, uh, both of those two dudes that got out, very brave. Uh, man that was staring down, pulling the grenade on himself, and then was like, or I could not. Uh, I'd like to examine the bravery level here because, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make the point that I knew something was going to come of his family uh, because of the way that they do this stuff. That something was uh, they took them to what was uh, the largest stadium in North Korea at the time. And uh, just shot him in front of a crowd, like just him? fucking the the his, his family, parents, yeah. his parents. He didn't have any kids. Uh, like I, the extent of his family was his parents. Like that, that was who they could get to. But uh, yeah, they just they they're like, everyone, come on down, get your tickets. Uh, that dirty fucking traitor. We've uh, we've got his we've got his folks here, and we can all <sighs> watch them get fucking wasted together. Pretty gnarly stuff. And like Jeez. he's the one telling in the documentary. He's like, yeah, they took him down there. And they shot him. And I'm just like, this guy is not son of the year. You took the fucking military assignment. Like, well, you didn't. I mean, come on. No, he could have. He, he, I understand the, I'm sure there was like conscription on some level, but like, I don't know, dude. He's, he's got a duty at that point. Like, I think that on some level, I think it's important to examine these things sort of independent of idea, ideology. Like, I don't think that the continued existence of the North Korean state is good. So uh, I'm fine with like that, you know, anything you do that doesn't help their objectives. Then I, but I don't think that's really much of a moral calculus. I think you have to say, like, given his beliefs that uh, the revolution is pure and beautiful, uh, his unwillingness to die for it, whenever he knew that his parents would be substituted for him, like, that's pretty fucked up on a lot of levels. I think he should, I, I don't want him on my side. I don't want I don't want to be in the foxhole with that guy. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I guess I would just like. Do you know if were his parents in camps already? 
No, they were citizens in good standing. He's okay. a fucking military hero in the most decorated unit in the North Korean army. Okay, then yeah, you probably got to pull the pin. Because I, I could see thinking like, look, they're in camps. Shit sucks. They don't really get to hang out. Yeah, no, if they're in camps, you might be doing them a favor. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, if they have like whatever passes as a decent life in North Korea, dude, probably I, gotta eat. You probably gotta. You probably gotta go full Shane and Lim. Sorry to anybody who hasn't finished season four of the Shield oh, yet. What the hell? Um, you want to pop these back in? I, I guess. just thought of this. Uh, Matt Bruning has been sending me uh, TikToks from uh, North Korea. Okay. And I've, I've, I've seen I a couple of these. they didn't even have like open internet. They don't. <laughs> I think you'll be able to tell uh, pretty clearly from this clip that they don't. Uh, is it not going to give me the audio? Okay, there we go. It's not like it matters. I don't remember. Many people think that North Korea has no cars in reality. Is he going to read it? I don't think so. Many people think that North Korea has no cars. In reality, we have many cars such as Audi, Mercedes, Hyundai, and many more. <laughs> and many more. Like this is their proof that we have a ton of cars. Right. A, a, like a street with like this is a total of three cars <laughs> in an extremely what seems to be like a financial district. And there's a ton of people. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not in cars because the point about cars is in fact proven. <laughs> By the video. Many cars. We got a ton of cars, dude. That's so silly that they would say that we don't have cars. Because look at these cars. I'm talking yeah, big I see some cars. I know those cars. I've seen those cars where I live. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same deal here. And then uh, That fucking rocks. This one's even better. Uh... <laughs> 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 Nearly everybody in North Korea has an umbrella. <laughs> it seems to be a, Nearly. a rainy day. <laughs> yeah, you can't count. You can't. <laughs> I mean, we're close to 100%. Yeah, so just going down a street that's like it's raining, and a lot of the people do have umbrellas. <laughs> Nearly everyone. <laughs> yeah, so, modern state, anything year otherwise, pretty silly. <laughs> Yeah, That's the, the account is just a North Korea life. And I have been duped in the past because I, I, I think I think you made fun of me for believing the North Korean news service Twitter account. Uh, yeah, one of them's fake. There is a real one, but one of them's fake. I got confused along the lines of something. So maybe they're just taking other people's shots and like putting funny caption on them. But I'm with you, dude. I think that like. They're not allowed to just get TikToks out whenever they feel like it. Yeah. I, I think that this might be the state putting together. I mean, I don't know. I want to leave open the possibility. Okay. I don't know. But it, if they really are trying to say we're an advanced nation, look at us. We've got umbrellas. That's pretty funny. Okay. Consider consider everything in both these jobs. The risks, the perks. The, uh, so, yeah, danger. Uh-huh. The, uh, I want it already. Well, hold on. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So you're the social media manager for the, uh, what is it, the DKRGR? Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Yeah, so there. You're the social media manager. You know. I'm in. You know that. I could kill it, dude. Slight false step. You're down in the arena. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to end in the arena. You get to make kick-ass content like that, or you're Carrot Top's handler at the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, dude, give me DPRK every time. Carrot Top's not going to kill you. I'm lifting up the glory of a people. 
a proud, proud nation. Yeah, but again, man, like you're going to have to scrounge, you know? Like, Dude, I knew about Mayday like, Stadium. Like, would you have thought, all right, fuck, what do we got to sell here? Well, nearly everyone has an umbrella. Like, <laughs> like I'm I think looking I, out, I'm seeing a I lot of run, umbrellas. I would run out of ideas so fast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, there's no trash. <laughs> I don't see any trash on the streets. I gotta say, some of those buildings look pretty cool. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, like the. One- <laughs> The one that uh, the devilish hands of Otto Warmbier was in is a cool building. It can be a cool building even if it's used for inhumane purposes. He didn't, was in like the big hotel. Like I think it's the tallest building in Pyongyang. Didn't one of the uh, Vice documentaries or one of these documentaries we watched show that they were like building – they were like doing the opposite of uh, DFW roadways. Like they had built some insane number of like full cities of like – condos and apartments and just no one lived there really yeah like let's see if i can find this real quick before we go i mean i could see why you wouldn't want to have that many children uh uh, let's see here's okay yeah i I knew their stadium was the largest stadium in the world by capacity but that the story that dan told on the air today that the entire stadium was built to try and convince the International Olympic Committee to split the games with South Korea. And they were just like, no. And they were like, eh, fuck it. We'll build the stadium anyways. That's nuts. <laughs> this is, this might not be what I'm talking about, but they do have... Yeah, look at this hotel, dude. That's phenomenal. Vegas-esque. They do have a city on the border, almost at the 38th parallel. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'm saying this wrong, but I'm going to go with Kajongdong. <laughs> I like it. And it is... Uh, one of two villages permitted to re- uh, remain within the four uh, kilogram, two and a half miles wide DMZ bo- uh, border. And it is a 200 family collective farm serviced by a child care center, kindergarten, primary and secondary schools. It is a town built as a propaganda effort to encourage South Korean defection. So they have loudspeakers on every building there that just blast propaganda towards the South. That's nuts. Um so uh, has it has it resulted in one person? Uh, it says eventually, as its value in inducing defections proved minimal, uh, the content was switched from being just all "Hey, the North is great" to condemnatory anti-Western speeches. Uh, what is this? The oh, documentary have you ever heard of Agate Prop. I feel like I have. Ag- ag- it's a portmanteau. It appears of agitation and propaganda. So yeah. they up the ante a little bit. Yeah. Here's another uh, cool First story. First they're doing prop, now they're doing agitprop. Got to get a little agitprop. Uh, this goes on for 20 hours a day. Um, so in South Korea in the 80s, they built a flagpole that was 327 feet tall. That's a big flagpole. Uh, and within about a year, the North Korea uh, North Korean government built one at Kajongdong that was uh, 525 feet tall. Dude, fuck your flagpole. Have you heard about the Trump flagpole? Right Did we ever talk about that? Water? I think so. Like that he had some conflict with the people of West Palm Beach? Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess there's... I, we got to end fact check websites. Just let me believe all this bullshit. Yeah, not contributing in any way to society. G, uh, 4G in my veins. Print the legend, dude. But the story, which apparently is at least partly true, was the whole, you know, 
the West Palm Beach said, hey, that flag is too tall. It's way, uh, it's way out of code. And oh, every yeah. day that you have it up, you're going to have to pay this. And uh, then he went down there and was like, all right, here's the deal. I'll pay my fine and uh, I'll take it down. So he had a landscape crew come out and build like a 30-foot or 40-foot hill and then put a slightly shorter flagpole to get within code, and it was even taller than before. Boom, bitch. What are you going to do about that? Suck on that. All right. Well, that's all I have for they, today, uh, which wasn't they, much. They did have defections uh, from the south to the north at the beginning. That was a thing that I found out. Just kind of a, let's see. I think that in like the first like two or three years, north was doing better. Well, yeah, they were. De- they probably were doing better whenever they were still. That's a pretty bird. Associated more closely with the Soviet Union, and uh, the Soviet Union didn't suck yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, this has been uh, a real focus of mine. Trying to uh, Justin shared a video about the Soviet economic system that was very good, and I wish I remembered the title so that I could encourage listeners to watch it. Um, but. Uh, I don't know, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm interested in reading more about whether or not in like a short term, because like before, like the video starts with uh, the bubonic plague. Oh. And uh, the way the bubonic plague was handled in Western Europe led to a general empowerment to the people. Um, and the way it was handled in Eastern Europe was you kept on getting fucking knocked in the head. And uh, that I don't know, man. Just I've been super interested in like these uh, crazy leaders and these these systems that are so different than ours. The last like month, I've been you know ingesting a lot of content related to it. And I think one of the things that really stands out to me is that it's not about the leaders at all. The story is never the leaders; it's the people. Like certain kinds of people allow certain kinds of things, like and you know, I mean, whatever constraints. It's just like you can't, you can tell, you can write a biography of Stalin. You can't write a biography of the everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, you know, you got to kind of do it. But like, in order to understand like who these people are and what they're doing, like everyone does what they're allowed to do, and certain like conditions allow for certain things to happen. The people of Russia were never empowered, never. In a way that, like, we just wouldn't understand. You know, like, just the way sure. of, of, like, uh, fucking, you know, knights in the Middle Ages just, like, having a little more. Or, like, I don't know. Like, whenever uh, we – like, whenever England's moving to, like, a parliamentary system, there's a lot of people who have some amount of power that have to be taken into account. And so the power is is shared. You know, like, you've got, you know, professionals of a certain class that, like, have, you know, this – kind of thing that the government is relying on. So like, you know, they have to listen to their voices and Russia just never developed that middle class power. Not even middle class. They're all elites. Civil society. Their, their, you know, base of elites is just much, much, much narrower. And so even whenever you're moving from a royal system to a, a communist system, the communists don't have anyone else. Like, you know, they, they hold all the power themselves. So they don't have to worry about, you know, doing whatever else. So that's how you get at being totalitarian. That's that's so much more important than it being, like, communist, you know? Yeah. It's like... Conveniently just, usually missed that point. Yeah, yeah. The, just there's there's these people there that, like, you know, they, there's no one else they have to answer to. So, like, they're not going to, like, share their power just because, you know? Um, and so, you know, the situation in russia was 
so bleak whenever the you know they're taking the fucking uh, monarchs out in the back and shooting them. Like they're doing that because it's terrible, awful stuff. Uh, like just the life of the average person is so miserable and has been for so long. And because since they, whenever you have a situation where uh, a couple people hold all the power and there's giant masses of uh, other people who don't have any, um, the people who don't have any uh, could take some if they had better lives. And so like there's a focused thing of like we don't want the industrial revolution to happen. The yeah. industrial revolution will make it so that people can read, they can write, and they can figure out that we're not doing things correctly and they can rise up against us. So like they're trying to make things as bad as they can be for the people because then they can't rise up and challenge them. And so the Soviets like do come in and say like this is unsustainable. This is why, you know, we're in power now instead of them is because the people demand a different situation. And so, like, they do, like, you know, the Russia of the, uh, or the USSR of the 20s and 30s um, is, like, an economic miracle. Like, just the amount of advancement they did in that amount of time. And in the 30s, especially, they're fully closed system. They're, you know, I mean, Russia's, or the USSR is a big enough thing that they don't have to and didn't do any trading externally. So, whenever the fucking stock crash happens in 29, they're like, oh, the stock market that we didn't have any holdings in whatsoever. I don't give a fuck. We're going to keep on doing our shit. And then, like, there, I think that there's points in the 30s where people are like, maybe they have found the answers. <laughs> <laughs> like, they used to suck. And now they're pretty good. Um, but it's just, it's not durable. It does, it breaks down, you know, like what I've described in previous episodes. It's, it's, a, it's a system that doesn't allow for a lot of change. And change is going to occur anyways. And then the system's going to be ill-suited for what it's doing. And it's going to break down. Um, but I, I, I wonder, you know, I mean, I don't know, it's not a situation that this country is ever going to face in our lifetime, so who cares? But I, I do wonder if that kind of like, you know, the, the, what the North Koreans were doing whenever they, whenever they initially split from Korea, if, you know, I, I could see how people were defecting to the North because they felt that it better served their interests because this really tough transition time from Japanese rulers to, uh, you know, the new rulers is being handled better in the short term by the North, but it turns out not to be durable and crops up problems over time. And You could move there. I don't want to move there unless they will hire me as their social media director. God, that would rule. I would knock it out. <laughs> I got to bring my drone with. I think they're cool with China. And all, all the drones are Chinese. As is TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, why they're yeah, <laughs> big yeah. proponents. Yeah. All right. We'll see you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.